Learning to be happy with Da. Welcome back, and it's episode five. And in this episode, I'd like to talk of the brain, its relationship to mind, and the formation of habit and familiarity. Now, I can't say I know much about the science. I'm just happy that it seems to support what I'm saying. So the brain is a network of billions of neurons, and these send signals to one another across a space called a synapse. And the more often that these signals are made, the, cro- the closer those cells grow together, meaning that a smaller stimulus is needed to evoke the same response. Now, the example that I usually give is physical. When we learn to ride a bike or dance, we know what we want our body to do, but our movements are not smooth and fluid. You know, Our movements can be quite jerky, uncoordinated. And through repetition, the movement becomes smooth and fluid. So how does this happen? Well, the more often we intend this movement to happen, the more often those signals are being transmitted between specific neurons, the neurons that control those muscles. And the more often that we ask our brain to do this, the closer those neurons grow to one another, meaning that a weaker signal is needed to elicit the same response, and that response is faster it becomes effortless. You know, that phrase, it's like riding a bike, you know, it's a testament to the force of habit. And now when we've learned something or become used to something, we can do it without thinking. It becomes rather easy. So knowing this in our own experience and how it relates to physical movements, because we've all had the experience of learning to walk, ride a bike, dance, play a sport, play a musical instrument, is that we can apply the same reasoning to thinking and feeling. And so we want to ask ourselves, what habits am I forming through the way I think? What emotions am I becoming familiar with? You want to understand that the more often that you think a certain way, the more likely you continue thinking that way because it's easier to think that way. The signals require less incentive. They're stronger, faster. And same with our emotions. You know, if you've done as I suggested in, from the first episode and looked very carefully at the emotions that you want to feel more of, you know, what feelings are you seeking in your life through your experiences? And you have some sense of those now. Well, you want to, the only way to experience more of that feeling is to experience that feeling, you know, to do what you can in the present to experience it more often, more intensely. It's practice, essentially. You need to practice feeling good um, to make a habit of feeling good. And so this brings me to a point, the habit of wanting. And we want to... (laughs) Want is a hard word not to use, by the way. We use it all the time. Um, How often do we think about what we want? And what is the feeling we experience when thinking of wanting. That's the most important part. So 
when we say, I want to have such and such for breakfast, or I want this career, or I want to have a house one day, is the feeling we're experiencing a feeling of fulfillment, of satisfaction, or is the feeling we're experiencing when we think about wanting something, a feeling of lacking it, of not having it, of discontent and dissatisfaction. And then we want to understand that the more often we think about what we want in this negative way, from this point of view of not having, of being unsatisfied, we're making a habit of wanting, you know. So if you spend two years wanting something and then you get it and the getting it happens in a single moment you know you've wanted to buy your own house for five years and you've thought a lot in those years about how much you wanted it and you pine for it kind of in this discontent kind of way like oh I'm going to be so much happier when I get my house it's just going to make so much of a difference Um, and then you buy your house well the buying of the house takes place in a moment, you know, and you're expecting that the satisfaction from that experience will last years and years, but you haven't practiced feeling satisfied. You haven't practiced feeling content. Your brain isn't wired to feel content easily. You know, the neurons in your brain that signal that feeling of contentment, they're not close together because you haven't practiced feeling content. You haven't put in the effort to make a habit of feeling good. So there's very little possibility that getting what we want will ever make us feel good for very long. Because the getting it happens so briefly, you know, and we have a habit of wanting. So after getting what we desire, we often want something else. Um, And unfortunately, we often think, oh, I just didn't get the right thing yet, you know. Maybe it's not a relationship. Maybe it's something else that I need that will give me lasting satisfaction. But the truth is we just have a habit of wanting, and that wanting and that feeling of lack is just going to keep coming very spontaneously, very easily to us if we don't use mindfulness to stop it. So one thing I often say that I find very useful, I hope it's useful to you too, is... Tomorrow's contentment depends on today's contentment. So anything you can do to feel content right now increases the likelihood you will feel content in the future. This is a total shift of perspective, you know. It gives meaning and purpose to feeling good in the present that is actually, you know, related to accomplishing something. Often we might think, real hard work towards some goal is like the only thing that's worthy and we're a bit reluctant to feel good for no reason it's almost like taboo or not allowed to just be happy with what you have and to not be working towards anything but the truth is you are when you feel satisfied you are making a habit of satisfaction you are doing something you're working on the most important goal of all Since everything you do, you do because you want to be happy, because of the confidence you have that getting this or having that or accomplishing such and such will make you feel good. Well then, to practice feeling good is the greatest thing you can do. So one thing I 
like to suggest is to shift from the habit of wanting to the habit of having. And whenever you feel an intense craving in particular, especially for long-term things, you know, careers, relationships, homes, um, vacations, all this kind of thing. Whenever you feel a craving, like this yearning and this confidence, you're going to be really happy when that happens. You need to catch yourself and think, ah, I'm concentrating on wanting. I'm making a habit of wanting. I must make a habit of having. And then shift your attention through gratitude to feeling satisfied with something that is here right now, to take contentment in the present, you know, finding beauty in the things around you, enjoying what's around you to the best of your ability. Um, This is something we're going to talk a lot about, about presence, about time, past, present, future, and how important it is to keep our attention on what's immediately happening and improving the relationship we have with what is immediately around us. And it follows this reasoning, the scientific reasoning, that by learning to appreciate, be grateful for, find beauty in, take joy in the present, we ensure we're likely to continue taking joy in the future. Because it's always now, you know. (laughs) We're always in the present. And we need to make a habit feeling good now to feel good in the future so this is um, a very simple teaching that's backed well by scientific evidence of how the mind forms habits and develops familiarity and it gives impetus for our practice of mindfulness and meditation and also some routine in a way um, to make a habit of feeling good often and exploring all the feelings that we want to experience, like joy, contentment, compassion, love, and assessing how easily those feelings come to us. And we will see results through meditation that these emotions are likely to come more easily and more strongly to us as we practice, as we develop this familiarity. But habits are as much of point of forming good ones as breaking bad ones and all of this relies on mindfulness which is essentially an awareness of what is happening in our mind and around us an awareness of how our thoughts are making us feel an awareness of whether or not we're believing the thoughts that we hear believing the story that our mind is telling us so mindfulness is something we'll discuss at length later on, but I hope uh, this is helpful for you. Remember that you want to make a habit of having and break the habit of wanting, that tomorrow's contentment depends on today's contentment. And so long as you understand that, you'll have the energy and motivation to practice mindfulness, to keep your attention here and now, to find the beauty and joy in the present. And we will look at mindfulness next time. See you then.